What's up guys? Thank you for joining me today. My name is Tom LeHue and we're going to be talking about type 8s and we're going to be looking at Beatrice Chestnut's book, The Enneagram Guide to Waking Up. And in this uh, chapter on 8, she talks about several key patterns of type 8s. For example, she mentions 8s, um, you know, usually end up being in charge. They are okay engaging in conflict. And the third one of these today that we're going to look at in this video is, she calls it the willingness to take action to address unjust situations yourself. Or let's just say fighting injustice. And uh, the tendency to want to show up and correct things that you perceive to be as unjust situations or someone is not being treated fairly, someone is being overlooked, someone is not, uh, you know, or is being oppressed in some way. And let's face it, um, there is a lot of unjust activity out here in our world. Uh, things are not fair. They are not always exactly the way they should be. Uh, I would say it this way, we don't live in the Garden of Eden. And now that we live outside in this wilderness, um, people don't always do what they should do. And I'm including myself in that. We don't always do what we should do. We don't always treat other people with the proper respect and care that, that, that we deserve. And it's interesting with this is that eights, you know, the lowest level of health for an eight is called the bully. And at the highest level, eights tend to fight the bully. So it's kind of like this uh, continuum that eights are on, whether they are the one oppressing people and creating all kinds of injustice. Remember, the sin is lust. So it's the willingness to use other people and their resources for my own personal good or benefit. And so maybe because that is the sin of an eight, they tend to be very sensitive to when they see that sin being executed or exercised by other people. And so where some of us might see a person and just think, oh, well, that isn't the way I would do things. You know, the eight might see it and say, I know what that is. That is, that is using other people and their resources for your own personal benefit. And they're sensitive to it because it's the sin that you struggle with. It's the one that constantly has been chasing you. And so when you see it out there in the world, you call it out. Or you, can, it's, you, you can't hide it from you. You might not call it out, but you, it's probably going to be difficult to hide it from you or cover it up or be deceitful about it. Because you say, no, I know what that is. I fight against that, and now I see it over there, and that person's not fighting against it. And this community then needs to rise up and needs to, you know, knock this stuff out. What a great gift that you bring into the community. What a great gift you bring into the, the team or into the group uh, to recognize when something is not fair, when something is not right, and when something needs to be done about it. And the willingness to then step up and be a voice to challenge that injustice. Because others of us, we might see Goliath, but we're standing out there on the battlefield like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I mean, look, at it's Goliath. What am I supposed to do? And we need that David, you know, to step up and say, this is bullcrap. You know, somebody needs to stand up to this giant. And I don't care if I only have stones and a sling. This inside, there's a lion. And I know that I'm on the right side of this. And I don't care what happens to me. And this, this could be a problem. 
is um, you may not really think about the consequences just so caught up in that moment where you see the Goliath out on the battlefield and something needs to be done about this and somebody needs to call this out and somebody needs to stop this. You may not stop to ask yourself the question like, is this my role? Have I been invited to do this? And when I do this, am I going to do this in a way that's clean or am I going to do this in a way that's messy and there's lots of other casualties? And sometimes eights in their in their, you know, moment of truth when they come out as the superhero and fight the dragon, um, they may end up creating all kinds of casualties around them because um, they may not act with a surgeon's skill. It may be more like Thor's blunt hammer, you know, uh, smashing like the Hulk. Um, I think of, you know, David Banner or Bruce Banner or whatever. I think of him as kind of like a nine and then the Hulk as the eight. You know, it's just this superpower of smashing and destroying things. Um, and I think as an eight, you might want to just take a second to back up for a minute and think about strategy and that's not something that eights tend to spend a lot of time on i don't think of eights as being strategic thinkers um i think of sixes and maybe fives and perhaps threes as being very strategic and methodical in their action and um eights sometimes end up losing because they are not necessarily as strategic. And even strategic could sound very slimy to you, like you're manipulating things behind the scenes. Um, but sometimes strategy beats blunt force. And so as an eight, I would just challenge you to step back a little bit, go to the drawing room and think strategically. Like, first of all, is this my responsibility? <clears throat> Am I the one that needs to step up? And if you are, by all means, do so. Do I? Who do I need to talk to about this? Is it appropriate for me to stand up in the meeting and just lay my cards out on the table in front of everybody? Or do I need to go to my supervisor and first have a conversation there? Will I be seen as undermining my supervisor uh, when I, in front of the entire staff, just say, you know, all this is bull crap? Well, your supervisor is standing there saying, okay, so my work is bull crap. So to be a little bit more engaged, strategic, thoughtful, reflective, this is not a bad thing and it's not a sign of weakness. I know there's probably within you like, no, this needs to happen now. This needs to happen now. You know, we need to quit talking about these things. We need to move to action. Just realize that as an eight, you're in the doing group up in the top, eight, nines, and ones. You're in the doing group. And you might at times kind of rush to doing something when really you ought to pause and reflect on something. And maybe even learn to consent at times to the way things are. And say, well, you know, I wouldn't do it this way, but the reality is, is I'm not the one that makes those decisions. Um, or I wouldn't do it this way, um, but I can support, you know, in a general way, the person that's in charge, even though there's a couple things that I wouldn't do the same way. 
Interesting. Okay, so what does she say? I haven't even read any of this on the camera. I've read it myself, uh, but I haven't read it to you guys. Observe yourself to see if you have a built-in radar for spotting unjust and unfair situations. And I love that concept of radar. I think we all have different radar systems. And H, you have one that you know will tell you when somebody is full of bull crap. And you also have one that will tell you when somebody is manipulating their position in order to oppress or you know lust in order to uh, exploit someone else. And you can just pick it up. You just realize it. Like this is bull. This is not fair. This is not. This is not just. Uh, this person is being left out, or this person is being neglected, or this person is being rolled over, or steamrolled, or this person is being taken advantage of. Just notice if you pick that up. I always think about, you know, we're all collecting school supplies for the kids at the school, and the eight's thinking, well, what about all these kids over here with Down syndrome? What about them? What about these kids over here that are blind? Anybody doing anything for them? And that, oh, that, that sword of truth that just cuts through all of our niceties in life where, oh, I'm a good person because I collected school supplies for the kiddos at school. And that age's like, oh yeah, what about these kids over here in Haiti that don't have water? What you doing for them? That prophetic voice that just, you know, just smashes. And notice, you're right. You're 100% right. And we need that voice. Just notice like what that does to the people sometimes it, it could shatter them and they end up looking at you like you made me feel bad. So you're fired, you know, or you made Martha feel bad. So you're fired and you end up maybe paying the ultimate price. Um, and if you're willing to do that, okay, just the problem is, is like you got these goals in life and you might not understand why it's hard for you to move toward those goals um, when sometimes your, your bluntness, your directness, your frankness, which I appreciate might keep you from moving forward. Realize I'm your friend. Okay. I'm your friend. And if you are in a very unhealthy place as an eight, you probably don't have a lot of friends and you want to be the person that speaks truth to everybody. Can you hear truth? Can you hear truth about yourself? You're good at blasting everybody else with the truth. Okay, well, let me blast you with some truth. Stop it. Enough. People are trying to love you in this world and you're making it difficult because you've got to say your piece. You've got to just be yourself. You can't, you don't have to say everything that comes to your mind. You don't have to take control of every situation. You don't have to call out everybody's BS. Sometimes it's okay for you to just know how you feel about something and then drop it and then learn to get along with people and let people be themselves. There's a time and place for you to speak up and there's a time and place for you to just be quiet and to be still and to consent with the world around you, to be present to life as it is, not how it should be. Yeah, but this is bull. I know it. I understand that. Um, there's a lot of things in life that don't make sense. There's a lot of things in life that aren't fair. And you have to sometimes just endure and persevere through it. You know who's good at enduring and persevering? Right next to you, number nine. Lean into that nine sometimes and just say, you know what, this isn't my problem to solve. This isn't my deal. I'm not in charge here. I don't need to be the one that speaks up. I don't need to be the, the, the superhero in this comic strip. 
And that can be hard for you to not show up in the superpower to save the day. Um, but notice, how exhausted are you? Because nobody can do this all the time. And sometimes you just need to, to be a, a team member. Um, and sometimes you just need to be in the audience. And you don't even need to be engaged in all of it. And can you do that in a positive way and not in that withdrawn five way? Like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even part of this anymore. Does it always have to be that way? Or can you just be in this positive, withdrawn, passive state of everything's cool, man. Everything's cool. It's all good. I wouldn't do it that way. And I wouldn't handle it like this. But whatever. 90% of this is fantastic. So I'm going to support it. Okay. Now, I only say all this because I love you. All right. Um, what else does she say? Mm, let me just hit the highlighted parts I've got. You want to right all the wrongs in the world. Good luck. Good luck. Um, it's good that you want to do that. And do it where you can. Just every organization you belong to, every group you belong to is going to have some clowns in it and some people that you wouldn't have put in place. Can you learn to work with these people? Can you leverage your power for the team and not against the team? Can you leverage your strength and your leadership and your ability and your power? Can you leverage that to support the people in charge and to round them out and move them forward? Or do you just find yourself against them? <clears throat> That's exhausting for you and for the people that work with you. Okay, notice if you forget yourself, you automatically, I just say like you see red, you forget yourself, you forget how it's going to impact others, how you're going to be affected by this. And before you know it, you just set up, you just stood up in the middle of the meeting, said your piece, and guess what? Lost your job because you're gambling all the time. And a lot of times it works out for you, but there's going to be a lot of times when it doesn't. And wisdom is, is learning to decipher or distinguish or differentiate the difference. Wisdom is you learning when the impulse to speak up and stand up and call out this crap. Wisdom is you learning that now is not the appropriate time for me to do this. Maybe I'll have my day, but today is not that day. I need to strategically think about when and who and how to say this truth in a way that is going to bring about the most positive results. Not just, I can't handle it anymore. Oh, I got to get up and say something. Okay, you did. And now you're the one that's, you know, suspended. And don't tell me this hasn't happened to you because I know it has. You did. You got up and you said your truth. And you said your peace. And you called out the bull. And now you're the one that's staying after school, you know, for two weeks on suspension. I don't care. I like it. Okay, get used to it. Um, wisdom is I'm learning from my mistakes. I'm learning from my errors. And I get it. You have the best heart. I understand you have this wonderful heart that's trying to correct the wrongs in the world. But just realize that the real danger is you could end up a part of those wrongs and not even see it. All right. Why do I say all this? Because I love you guys. And uh, I, as always, uh, be present to life. I'll see you next time.